Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Hey folks, welcome back. New edition of the Bad Etiquette Podcast. Podcast. Hey guys, uh, new episode. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, thank you for taking a chance and giving it a listen. Uh, my name is Dallas Bronson. Um, you are my bad listeners, and I'm just checking in on you first of the fucking year first solo episode first solo episode of the year no i did that 20 for 20 that was recorded before the new year those i think it came out on new year's day actually i don't remember anyways um other than the fucking kill bill volume one fight companion this is the first episode this is uh right i don't even know my own fucking episodes how do you guys listen to me um I really should have just named this podcast Unreliable Narrator, like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho or Tyler Durden in Fight Club, because what better way to let you know I'm just some basic edgy white guy than naming it after fucking a trope in those two movies, you know what I mean? God, this year is off to a fucking weird start. I mean, I don't know any year that's not kind of weird because we're all like shaking off the cobwebs of last year. This time last year, we thought World War III was like going to happen. And then fucking Kobe died. Kobe died. I was recording a podcast this day with fucking, I forgot her last name, Kiana. Morales? No. What's Kiana's last name? Is it even Kiana? Did I get that right? I don't know. I was recording a podcast a fucking year ago today, the day Kobe died with someone. So I can't believe that was a year ago. Everything has changed. So many things have changed. What's even worse, the things that haven't changed, the things that have not changed, like government still sucks. The president still sucks. Like no one is happy about the situation. Like there's just as many people unhappy with who the president is this year that were unhappy with the president last year, you know? Um, so that's just lame. Um, it, exactly what we all expected. As soon as the new administration came in, uh, all of the fucking states that were locked down are starting to open back up again. Makes no sense. There's more cases of uh, ICU patients today than there was in like fucking October. So... I, it, it's just this political theater bullshit. So that's kind of stupid, kind of lame, kind of fucking over it. Um, also memes just sucked all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. I don't know what historical cultural thing happened in America, but everyone's memes just left. No good ones. All sucked. As soon as it was, you know, the last, t- I think memes started sucking around, the, when the second Twisted Tea meme was made, like, I 
I didn't even listen to the video the first time. I just watched this dude get fucking iced with a twisted T. That was fucking beautiful. And they might as well hit us over the head with those fucking twisted T memes. So fucking, I can literally do a fucking, a twisted T meme-ception, inception of the guy with the twisted T can, me, be, me being the fucking, the racist guy who kept saying the N word or whatever to the fucking guy who hit him with the T. Um, That'd be me, and then the twisted tea can would be a twisted tea meme, just fucking dousing me over the face. That's basically, you know what? You know what you could do right now? You could make a fucking meme of you being the the victim of the twisted tea, and then the twisted tea can being a fucking Bernie meme with his stupid fucking mittens. I don't get it. I shared a couple, and I still don't get it. I don't know what he was sitting there with what mittens. This is how fucking like, I know, I know I complain about shit and I like call shit out and like, you know, fucking tell it how it is and say what you're thinking or whatever. But I literally, there's so many things that I just let slide that I'm just like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Why would there be anything weird about that? If I saw Bernie like that, I'd be like, yeah, he's sitting there. It's fantastic. Whatever. He's just chilling. Why would that be a meme? Why is it everywhere? I saw one to fucking day today that happened a week ago now memes shouldn't live this long if a meme is is like ha- like happening longer than a week it has amazing staying power like that fucking screaming lady and the cat that one you could do that all year long 2019 <sighs> hit you over the head with the twisted tea can of that meme you know what i mean but fuck dude memes just started sucking all, all out of nowhere just four years of grown adults being the most triggered, being the biggest crybabies, throwing fucking tantrums. Never has there ever been that many people. I'm talking about this four year, the last administration. The um, fucking never has there been that many grown adults on the news crying. Fucking hilarious. Memes were savage. Memes were lit. I'm not even, I don't, I'm not on either side of that political spectrum. I'm somewhere between and that's where I'll stay. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm fucking on the other, whatever. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm politically neutral. I'm politically gender neutral, if you ask me. If anyone asks, I am a non-binary political cog in the machine. That's all I am. I fucking just... Ugh. I've never seen so many people be banned from websites, social media, posts taken down. I've been posting completely like demented, twisted, fucked up, offensive shit for years. And then this last year, this last fucking year where the whole social media censorship like cabal happened... I had both my Instagram and now my Facebook get bans and like flags and like that. It just makes no fucking sense. Like my, they used to get flagged for nudity because apparently nudity is the like third worst thing next to an opinion about a virus and then um, showing anything that might (laughs) fucking uh, what's the word when you say something and it, 
discomply, discontent. What's the word? I can't even think of the word. <sighs> Misconstrue, discomplu, bubble blue. What the fuck is the word I'm thinking for? Contradict was the word I was looking for. Yeah, you can't show anything that might contradict the what CNN or Fox News say. Otherwise, it's fucking you get a ban for it or you get demonetized. What is that about? Dude, this is so gross. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. And I know you guys are just sitting there in this like fucking pig pen of your own dumb shit. That's all it is. Just people literally like cutting off their noses to spite their own face. That's all I fucking see anymore. That's all it is. Like no one leans into like things that I don't know. Where am I even going with this? Guys, fucking, how are you doing? How are you doing this year? What are your goals for this year? I don't know if I have any goals at all for this year. I've been, I've had a couple moments in the past week or two where I thought, damn, I'm just a fucking slacker at heart. Who did I say it to? I think I said it to like someone at work. I was like, and for those of you who don't know, I work at like a local coffee shop. That's all. I'm not doing anything special. So just for reference, if I'm talking about work, I'm just, you know, helping people get bagels and stuff. That's it. Um, it fucking, I, I just like it. I, I said something you ever, you ever say something, you're kind of joking with someone, you know, and then you realize you're being completely honest with them and yourself. And it kind of like sneaks up on you. I had this moment. I was talking to someone at work and I was just like, yeah, sorry, man. I'm just like a slacker at heart to be honest with you. And I said it and I would hate if anyone ever saw me and thought I was a slacker. I would hate if anyone saw me and thought that I was lazy or that I don't take care of myself or that I don't exercise or that I don't, I need to take out the trash right now. Shit. Um, or the, do the dishes or anything like that. Like it, I hate when anyone sees, like, I don't want to ever be construed as fat or lazy or undecided or you know what I mean? Like us, like being a slacker, not getting something done, but I'm a slacker with this podcast. That's why you've gotten one or two episodes in a fucking month. You know, that's, that's my bad. That's me fucking up. That's me not doing as good. This used to be a weekly podcast, but a couple things happened. Um, I pay more bills now and I don't know people around here in this new area in San Diego County. So like I, don't I, I don't really have that many conversations with people. I don't really fucking have new things happening all the time, you know? What am I going to record a podcast every week and be like, well, this is what I had for dinner. Um, then I went to work and came home and went to sleep and shared some memes and fuck, I think that's about it. Like you got, like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lie to you guys. I don't want to give you something that's boring. But anyways, yeah, I fucking said that I was a slacker. And, and then I was at the gym the other day, ironically, and I was like, damn, I'm just like a fucking settling into this like slacker mentality like kind of romanticizing it a little bit I smacked myself out of it but ah, so weird I couldn't couldn't believe I said it couldn't believe I fucking because I'm so competitive I'm like like I was a slacker in school all growing up like the only time I did well was on tests and like state tests I smoked those I fucking always was in like the top bracket. I was a part of a special, this is a true fucking thing. Uh, the last high school I went to, I had such high test scores 
for state testing that I was in a club in the high school that was like made up of like nine people actually. And it was called geek squad. It was literally just like all, and, and you would have, you couldn't believe it. Everyone who was in there were these quiet, weird goth or, you know, like, like everyone was part of the offbeat crowd. There was no one who was just like in there and looked perfectly normal. There was something weird with everyone. There's one of my friends who would like bring a gun to school in his backpack just in case. And, you know, you know, and then there's me who always had knives on him and like fucking was like this weird punk goth wannabe combo, you know, well, like struggling with my masculinity and shit. And there was this other girl, Haley Westfall, who was a good friend of mine. And she was like super tall and had black dyed hair and like loved Slipknot and like wore boots and shit and like combat boots and like fucking, you know, it was just like, Oh, weird. The people who look the strangest are actually like the most intelligent in this fucking school. And I'm not saying I was the most intelligent part of it. They're just, we just did really well in the tests. I'm not going to speak for them, but I'm also not going to tell you I'm some fucking smart. When you go to a small high school, it's not that hard to stand out. And we stood out visually and uh, temperamentally and, you know, educationally. So I was literally part of a fucking geek squad. Actually, the guy who gave me the first audio interface when I started this podcast, Doza, Martin Cardoza, is fucking, he was in that. He was in that shit. He was fucking awesome. Cool guy. He was in it. I wonder if my friend Isaac was in it. I wonder if Isaac's listening right now, honestly. Um, Isaac actually lives around here, like kind of near here. He lives in Orange County, I think. Um, I can't wait to have him on. He was my best friend in high school. And when I say best friend, I mean best friend. Sometimes you have friends that you're like, oh, he's my best friend, you know, because you're just really close. You've known each other for a long time. Like, no, I, I like made him like fucking music playlists and we like watch movies together. Like we were basically dating, you know, without like the fucking and shit. Um, yeah. Love Isaac. He, I don't know if he was in the geek squad. He was a fucking geek. Just like me. You know what? Seriously. Uh, I, you know how I met Isaac? I think it's Almada, right? Isaac Almada. I could be, I could be saying that wrong. I, I, I realized my uh, recall for people's names when their social media isn't in front of me is incredibly bad. So apologies. Um, I met him in this is how you know we are fucking nerds in a chess class. We had a class dedicated to chess. Actually, it might have just been a math class, but we were we had a chess team. Like there was a chess team. Damn. I was a fucking dork. Anyways, I beat him in a game of chess, and that's how we had introduced each other, and it was a really good game. We both did well. It was a competitive game. You know when you like, you know you're good at a video game or like you know you're good at a board game or you know you're good at a sport and someone is like much worse and you just kind of like smush them. You almost like don't want to hurt them too bad or like, you know, like don't want to like kick their ass at something because it's no fun for you. This wasn't like that at all. We were neck and neck and I beat him in a game of chess. Not that it matters who won because it started this great friendship and it was just, it's just such a cool, like that's the kind of dynamic you have with certain people. You start with 
uh, like auspicious beginnings and then it ends up being this terrific, you know, he ended up moving away and I didn't really hang out with him as much as we used to. And, you know, he, he's, he's more of like an indoors type and I was more of like a hoodlum outdoors shoplifting and graffiti and like skateboarding and fucking going to punk shows and dumb shit like that. Not that he didn't go, but he'll be on. I'll have him explain his side of things soon. He'll, he'll be on here soon enough. I hope, um, get some more conversations with some new guests, give you guys some variety of insight and new perspective and people to listen to that don't bore your tits off. Uh, not that I think I do, but you know, some of you, <laughs> the numbers show. I got to drink this coffee before it gets cold. And I fucking bitch about that again. <sighs> Man, I have been on this diet. And when I, I use the term diet loosely because I think when people say diet, they think like, oh, you're sad? <laughs> oh, are you okay? <laughs> um, and I don't want to hear about other people's diet. So, you know, just fast forward to the next few minutes if you don't want to hear about this. I totally get it. It's going to make you feel like you're doing not enough or you're not as good as me or... I'm better than you or guilty or anxious. So just fact, <laughs> um, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Um, I use di- the term diet loosely because I don't believe people's way of eating should be an ideology. <laughs> Vegans, looking at you, you scrawny, sad fuckers. Um, I don't think that anything should be followed so closely as if it were a religion or a cult vegans. I'm looking at your iron deficient sleepy asses. So when I, when I tell you I've been on a like subtle keto animal based carnivore diet, like it's like an amalgamation of the three. Um, it's really just a low carb diet. I haven't been eating hardly any vegetables like whatsoever. And if I have the servings have been so infinitesimal they have not they've not mattered so there's that sugar intakes down way down obviously there's sugar everywhere and it's really difficult to avoid unless you're a complete cunt about the way you eat and you're just a you know anal retentive food nazi like uh vegans are you're like you're not gonna avoid it so i mean vegans don't even avoid sugar and that's partially why they have their little soft pouch and they're like skinny fat and bloated things like that uh but i'm not here to talk about vegans here about i'm here to talk shit about vegans actually (laughs) um all right let's fucking let me look at my notes here because i actually wrote some things down so i could not just make dumb jokes about veg heads Yeah, um, fucking, I've lost a, like a good fucking chunk of weight on this diet. It's been 25, 26 days so far. Um, and it's been really, it, losing weight is fun because <laughs> you get to find out how many people noticed you were fat in the first place because <laughs> they start pointing out, oh, you look good, you're looking great. Like, I went to fucking uh, Christmas over at, uh, my mom's boyfriend's families and f- family's place. And it, other than being a super spreader event, it was a, 
like really insightful because so many p- people would point out like that I like slimmed down and I was like, oh, fucking really? I just feel normal. I just feel like this is kind of where I'm at anyways. And even when you think you're like, okay, or like thin or skin, like you think you're like at a healthy size, there's still people that think you're too fat. There's still people that are going to be like, that's not the kind of body I'd shoot for if I were you buckaroo, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not uh, going to cry about it because it's, I, I appreciate the honesty. I love when people tell you that, Hey, you're fat. Cause it's helpful. Kylie will tell me like say, Ugh, when I tell her how much I weigh on the scale and she's just joking and she knows, and she said it herself. If I ever did that to her, she would kill herself. And I'd be like, okay, well at least I have that in my back pocket in case I get sick of you. But, um, it's also like pretty like, Hey, you know, sometimes I need that. Sometimes if I have like some candy or a pot, a piece of pie or a burger or a soda or, you know, like some extra shit that I don't need. And when I say burger, I mean like bread, fucking cheese and sauce, everything, you know, like, like a carb filled burger, not just some meat patties with cheese, which is all I've been eating lately. Um, I need some fucking reassurance that I'm being a gross fat fuck that I'm being disgusting. Being a fucking cottage cheese looking motherfucker. Tell me that. That's good. I need to know. It's good once in a while to feel shame because you go, oh, I don't like the way this feels. And it doesn't let the people around me make, it doesn't make them feel good or think good thoughts about me. I think that's a fucking very helpful motivational thing. It can be used to the point of bullying. It can be abused and it could be turned into a fucking negative. Just don't you know, push it that far. Everything can be abused just like food can and sodas can. And like what you put in your body is abusive sometimes. Um, before I go on any further, I not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I am just on an elimination diet right now. And these are, this is just going to be my true testimony. Um, and I'm going to compare a lot of it to some anecdotes I've heard regarding a animal-based keto slash carnivore-esque diet. Um, but none of these are fact-checked. It's just, you're just going to get my anecdote from here. You know, just like I wouldn't take anything, someone, you just like I wouldn't take it. I just take this with a grain of salt, you know, pink Himalayan salt, if you will, because I've been using a lot of that too. <laughs> that was all cold coffee. I've lost 10 pounds on this diet. I started at around 2.09 going into the new year. Uh, I woke up this morning and I was 199 pounds. I have not been, there has not been a one on the number in the hundredths place of the pounds I weigh in five years at least. I have been... Let's see. No, that's not true. When did I get my car? 16. Two, okay. So, oh no. Yeah. Five. It's been five fucking years since I've weighed less than 200 pounds. No, that's not true. I guess 2017, 198. I'm lying to you. Anyway, it's been four or five years since I've weighed less than 200 pounds. And even then I was just 
dieting or cutting weight, quote unquote, because it wasn't like a real weight weight cut. I'm not that hardcore for a powerlifting competition. And I got down to 198 for one morning and then I just shot back up to 206 by eating and drinking normal stuff or stuff that was normal for me at the time. So I lost 10 pounds. I'm eating just mostly meat, like almost everything. It's meat. I'm eating meat and cheese and like Greek yogurt and eggs. Like that's all like when I go to work, I have like a bacon egg thing just by itself. Just that. Uh, when I make breakfast, it's sausage and eggs. What I eat for lunch or dinner is like cheese sticks, yogurt, and burger patties with cheese on them. Uh, Kylie will make something with ground turkey. Um, not that I don't cook for, I don't cook for us. I'm going to be honest with you. She does all the cooking. She's amazing. I cook for me. I've never cooked for her. I have no idea how to do it. I know how to burn burger meat and that's it. Um, I actually, you know, surprisingly, I haven't had any milk whatsoever in this whole month. That might be part of the weight loss or maybe like something that's helped is the dairy intakes been maybe a little less, but I used to drink a lot of milk. I love milk, whole milk that is, you know, and I know people talk shit about that. Like I used to think milk was disgusting and I was like, why did I ever drink this? And then I would just break my ankles every fucking couple of months. I sprained my ankle and it'd be like hurt my wrist or my elbow, you know, just constantly getting hurt. That fucking, that clip from the internet, you know, he needs some milk is a fucking, they ain't fucking around. You know, there may be sugar in there, but there's calcium in there and vitamin D in there. And I helps build strong bones. God damn it. So, um, yeah, it, my, you know, what's a fucking another weird thing has happened is my teeth have gotten better. Like they haven't gotten better without brushing them, obviously. Like I still have to brush them, but my gingivitis is like kind of clearing up. I have a couple black spots on like the bottom teeth in the front, my social six, if you will, as they're called. Oh, that's the top ones, but the bottom ones, social 12, whatever. Um, and then, uh, I have one on the top, the real social six up there. I have like one, uh, like hole up there that has some fucking gingivitis and my tooth is kind of rotting because I'm a disgusting Coca-Cola fiend and it's slowly, but surely like getting better. And because I haven't been eating so much sugar until recently, I'll get into that a little later. Um, I have not had as egregious morning breath. Like it's still a little, you know, morning breath. It's definitely a little morning breathy, but it's been mild, really mild. My teeth don't have this gross grime on them when I wake up anymore or like go to sleep. If I brush them or don't brush them, like it's really interesting. Um, the only reason I'm talking about this or the reason I even noticed is because Jordan Peterson started the carnivore diet and he had a testimonial that his gingivitis was cleared up and gone and he ate a very strict diet. I'm not about strict dieting because I think if you're strict about your, what you put into your body, you're most of the time, not a fun person or not a fun person to be around or you have too many misconceptions or preconceived notions about what other people should be doing with their 
diets or body. So I know that might seem, might seem a little hypocritical, might kind of contradict what I'm saying here, but I'm just talking for, for myself and I have a platform and you don't. So go fuck yourself. What are you going to do? Huh? 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 That's what I thought. All right. Um, so it's, it's just been really awesome. And also Kylie's been supportive, supportive. How do I say that? Kylie's been supportive, um, which was honestly the biggest hurdle for me personally, because she is really adamant about me eating vegetables when I'm not doing this diet. And I didn't eat vegetables growing up and I don't eat them now. If I can help it, if they're in something that is with other meat, I can do it. But eating a vegetable by itself is like doing homework for a class that you don't take. That's what it feels. It feels like I'm doing homework. I will not get rewarded for it. And I will still fail the class, even though I'm not taking it. That's the, that's what it feels like to me. I don't want to do it. It's stupid. I don't even eat fruit if I can help it. Because to me, uh, fruit is just m- like more of a sugar intake than it needs to be. And there's this... The, the problem I have with fruit is people swear that it's healthy. And then it has all this sugar in it. And it just is so fucking annoying because it's like, just give me a fucking piece of fucking candy then, okay? It doesn't fuck. Your body will not be able to tell the difference. Well, I've had this argument a thousand fucking times. It's the worst. It is the fucking worst. Fucking, I'm going to Google it right now. Fucking... You know when you Google something and you phrase it so well that uh, it just gives you the answer you're looking for? I can never fucking do that. The human body does not differentiate between naturally occurring sugars, fruits, and those that are added to foods. The metabolism of all carbohydrates follows the same pathway, yielding to core monosaccharides as the end result. Bam. I don't want to hear it. Right there. Fucking health balls daily said that. So, yeah. The sugar in the fruit is going to be treated as the same. If you eat a bunch of fruit, you're going to be a gross fucking fruit cake. I like bananas, though. Bananas are pretty good. I'll eat an apple sometimes. Oranges are good. They're delicious. Why wouldn't they be good? There's a bunch of sugar in them. There's a bunch of carbs and vegetables just turns into f- fucking, your body just turns it into monosaccharides, turn it into a fat fuck. You just eat that shit, you're just gonna, anyways, I, I don't know. That's not what I'm here to talk about. Sorry. I'm not talking about fruits. I'm talking about meat, I'm talking about carnivore. Um, okay, another really interesting fucking thing. My farts have been either non-existent or not smelly. I don't know what it is. I know that people who are on a sad vegan diet have the smelliest fucking god-awful farts ever. I had a friend and one of the uh, two-time guests on my podcast, Zach Honeycutt, when he first went vegan. Dude, he ripped this fart in McDonald's and Walmart, and I swear to God, everyone left that McDonald's. He cleared out an indoor restaurant, in an indoor McDonald's in a Walmart. 
It was the worst smelling thing I've ever smelled in my entire life. And I have seen dead bodies and dead animals. And I used to live out on a mesa with a septic tank that had to be opened regularly. I don't remember why. I'm pretty sure it's from my massive kid shits. I don't know. Um, and something that happened last year is the carnivore. I think January is like national carnivore month or international. It's like, yeah, excuse me. Um, that was a cough. Don't worry. I'm just clearing my throat. I don't have the COVID Rona, the shit. Get some water. Joe Rogan was on the carnivore diet last year. And he said he had horrible diarrhea. Like he was just like, first few days was just like touch and go, spraying water out of his ass. And I've gone days where I've eaten consistently like low carb or meat, you know, mostly things like that. And it's given me some horrible diarrhea. Um, It's just the salt content in your body. But I got to tell you, this whole month that I've been doing this, I haven't had any it's been amazing. Like I've had no fucking, you know, I know it's TMI, but fucking, this is the fucking TMI podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't had any constipation. I haven't had any fucking diarrhea, just like regular, normal bowel movements. There's been nothing, nothing bad until recently. And I'll explain why later. And it's, it's been so nice. I literally feel like I cut out an uncomfortable part of life's equation and now I don't have to put up with it anymore. Damn, my throat is getting itchy now. <coughs> I have not spoken this much uninterrupted other than my own asinine bullshit in a very long time. Please excuse me. I have to retrain my vocal cords. Not sucking enough dick out there. You know what I mean? I gotta moisten these fucking <clears throat> strings up in here. Yeah. Um, first few days I had some like gas pains, but those went away. Like those were, it, it, as far as like gas pains go, they were the least painful. It was just like, hmm, I feel like I could kind of, that might've been a constipation. Might've been like subtle constipation. No, cause I, I was shedding the whole time. Yeah, I've been fine. I don't, I lost 10 pounds. I've had zero bloating, which has been so nice. Um, something that I see a lot and hear a lot uh, with people that are in health or nutrition or doing their fucking vegan diets is they talk about their bloat and their bloating and how normal it is. And I hear, I see people who get bloated and feel bloated and I see the way they eat and they talk about it and they complain about it. And I go, that's not my fault. That is your fault. I don't have any bloating. This is the carbs you're eating. Bloating, it's cause your fucking gut biome says, what are you doing to me? This is not working. It needs to, it, fucking is digesting these things that is expanding your stomach with toxic fucking gas. Obviously, it's not going to kill you yet, but, you know, disclaimer, not a real doctor, not a nutritionist. I'm just talking shit. Just make, I'm just make, seeing how I see it and making sense of it in my head and just putting it into words. If you're bloated, you're eating something wrong, like you got the wrong combination of things. 
I feel like I'm doing something right. And this could be completely uh, a honeymoon phase. I know a lot of my friends who have uh, started vegan diets or vegetarian diets and they began to lose a lot of weight. Um, that, that was awesome. I was very happy for them. It also happens because you're eliminating, it's an elimination diet. You're eliminating all these fucking gross like fast food cheeseburgers and all the sodas and fries, all the shit you eat with it. Maybe that has animal products just somewhere in it. You know, it, <sighs> correlation does not equal causation is what I'm saying. You know, I know you got rid of the animal products in your diet, but you're also getting rid of a lot of the fucking super processed bullshit you're putting into your body. You know? You know what is an animal product? Gummy candy. Gelatin right there. Fucking, oh, great, you're not eating candy. You know, so this could be a, a honeymoon phase for me. Maybe it's an elimination diet where everything's going really well because I'm eliminating lots of carbs. There's no, There's little to zero carbs in my diet when I can help it. And it's it's helping me lose weight, you know? I'm seeing abs, like abdominal muscles that I didn't even know fucking existed. They're just sitting under there. They're just waiting to be out. I'm trying to tone up. Trying, I want to lose like five more pounds just between us girls. Like I'm really shooting for that 194, 195 mark. I feel like that would really tighten everything up. I just want to feel confident walking around without a shirt. I've never been able to do that. I feel like I've always had man boobs and like gut fat and love handles. And, you know, my love handles are going away. It's so nice. It's so fucking cool. I, I, I highly recommend someone give this diet a try. It's been doing wonders. I'm also working out and burning a lot of calories two to three days a week at least. I go skateboarding with my friends, do that for hours. I sweat buckets. I go to jujitsu. I fucking sweat buckets. I'm fucking sweating. I know maybe you're somewhere in some like fucking cuck state or county where gyms aren't open, but I also got to tell you, skateboarding's free. <laughs> I mean, you got to buy the skateboard and you got to scrape your knee a couple times, but Never in my life did I ever look at a fucking sign someone put up that says, don't do this, and then just followed it like some sort of fucking dumb cunt-ass fucking kiss-ass bitch. I've literally been breaking rules that have been on signs since I was fucking nine years old. I don't give a shit about your dumb signs. I don't give a shit. So dumb. Fucking dummies. Sorry, that just came from somewhere ignorant and dark. My butthole. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you can go out. You can go walk. You can go run. Those things burn calories yeah, in the sunlight, getting vitamin D. That's good to protect against viruses with inflated fake numbers or, you know, whatever there might be, you know. <clears throat> I'm not saying they're fake or inflated, but someone is. I'm, I'm no scientist, so remember that. Disclaimer, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. If you're taking something I say so seriously and then it turns out I'm not an expert, I gotta tell you, I did the classic dummy move where I took you down to my level and beat you with experience because I've been on this crazy train of ignorance longer than you have, you whore. Anyways, um, so yeah, this could all just be um, a honeymoon phase of an elimination diet, and then I could have some diminishing returns uh, coming up. So who knows? Uh, I do intend to 
get a doctor down here, get my blood taken and see what's what, see what, where my levels are at. I really want to get my test levels taken. I wish I would have uh, gotten some blood taken beforehand, before this diet, to really see where I was eating like the dumb bullshit I had. But I know, I know it's an improvement what I'm doing now anyways, because between October and December, you're having all the October Halloween candy, cupcakes, fucking junk food, Thanksgiving food, pumpkin pies, cheesecakes, ex- excess calories, extra meals, Friendsgivings, Thanksgivings, family gatherings against the state and government orders and, you know, k- telling the government to kiss your ass, trying to control your life, you fucking floozy bitches. And then you got Christmas, Christmas presents, Christmas cookies, Christmas candy, Christmas dinners, Christmas brunches, Christmas lunches, Christmas fucking breakfast. Christmas. You got all of these things. You got the leftovers. You're eating in December from Thanksgiving. You're having all these desserts before or after these meals, depending on, you know, maybe you got weed for Christmas. You got the munchies. You're going to be smoking a bunch of weed. You're going to be getting all kinds of fucking junk food in your system. You're going to be going, oh shit, it's late. I fucking smoked weed and my whole day's been gone. I've just been sitting around eating food. Food, but now I'm out of my own food because I've been eating it all because I've been unemployed I've been stuck inside I've been not doing anything but not running but not skateboarding but not going to the gym I've been not doing anything like that that's productive or physically demanding or burning any calories I'm serious I ate all the food in my house I'm just fucking not going to work I'm stuck inside I'm bored I'm supposed to be staying inside there's a stay in home order around, all around the state I'm not doing anything fuck I'm hungry I need to go goddamn to jack the box drive throughs open I'm doing it at midnight bitch so as soon as all that shit's over and it's January, and of course, who doesn't lose weight in January? I don't think I've ever been in the middle of January and someone wasn't on their way to losing weight. Everyone has these goddamn fucking New Year's resolutions that they follow through with for a little bit and, and then they lose their weight and then it's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Now I can stop dieting and then I just have to ever be sad again and then they gain the weight back and then they just fucking set themselves up for failure for the rest of the year. It's this horrible precedent they give themselves for the fucking whole year. It's kind of a sad thing. It's almost like in, in inclusive embarrassment and failure that you're giving yourself. I I don't know. Makes sense to me when I say it. Does Do you understand that when I'm saying it? Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense to me. I like it. Um, how long is this recording going? I don't, there's no display. Where's the display? Let's see, let's see if I fuck this up here. Click record, now recording, yes, that's right. There we go, there it is. 41 minutes, doing nice. Um, well, uh, I'm gonna take a break, get some more water, some coffee, uh, use the restroom, not bore you guys, and I'll be back in one second. And just like that, I'm back. You would have never known I'm gone if I didn't say anything. Could have just coughed. Could have just plugged it together through that. I microwaved my cold coffee. I do it a lot. I'm not afraid of it. Um, Some people think it's trashy. Um, Cut those people out of your life. Cut them out like an elimination diet. It'll be good without them for a little while. Then you realize, oh, kind of maybe I need that shame in my life. Maybe these are the same people that are going to tell me that I'm going (sighs) to... Same people are going to tell me that I'm a piece of fat shit for eating all this excess calories and bad garbage food. Um, I'll tell you right now, this has been the most successful change physically I've had in a diet and also the most successful diet I've ever had because I'm eating the things I like, which are fucking dead animals and cheese and ghee. I don't use regular butter. Um, I've been using ghee, which is just grass-fed clarified butter it's a lot more expensive than regular butter 
but I just buy a tub of it and it's really worth it. It tastes delicious, has a higher smoke point. Um, I think that's what they cook some fast food things in because it smells and tastes so delicious. It reminds me of fast food, certain fast food products, but that's neither here nor there, like I said before. Let's move on to something better, something something where I'm not uh, vice signaling to all of you. That's right, I said it. Just named the episode Vice Signaling. Uh, where can we go from here, guys? Um, oh, man. I, I, I told you I'd tell you about the uh, driving range on that podcast post or the Instagram post. I went to the driving range that I live across the street from. After I lived here for six months or so six or seven months and <sighs> I've never made it to the driving range because I'm a chicken shit I'm really shy because for one I don't know what I'm doing uh, I bear, I have a horrible golf swing I miss the ball a lot I hit the ground a lot I chip the ball a lot like it's I, I'm not good like I am I don't know it's you know you know like I'm as good as you if you go to an arcade and do like the basketball game like where you like throw a bunch of basketballs into a hoop which I mean could you even imagine someone doing that now like could you even imagine them opening something up where you could do that so many germs I've used so much hand sanitizer and so much hand soap this year I couldn't imagine doing that or having that game even though I roll around with people on mats in an indoor closed space and we sweat all over each other. But regardless, I'm as good as you are shooting with your wrong hand at that game. That's how good I am with hitting golf balls. Uh, I've never played a full game of golf before. Um, I've hit golf balls a couple times throughout the years with my dad we used to sneak onto golf courses and stuff and steal people's golf balls that we found and hit a couple and put a few and just kind of dicked around and we definitely snuck onto some golf courses a lot growing up black lake golf course where they found like that dismembered body earlier or late last year that uh that's the course i used to go there a lot um used to fucking sneak in and I'm very quite familiar with Black Lake Golf Course. And honestly, I hope to retire there someday, somewhere on the Mesa, near Napomo, by the golf course. Maybe just have like a little ranch by myself, a little fucking outdoor shooting range and driving range. That'd be fucking tight. <sighs> Damn, that'd be so fucking cool. Holy shit. You ever talk about something that is nice and possible and you could achieve it? You're just like, that's what happened. I just did that. And it gave me like a little, like, like my nose just got runny with excitement or I'm sick. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I went to the driving range. Finally, um, me and the boys kill bill volume one fight companion commentary crew. Um, I think we might've spoke about going to the driving range on that podcast. I don't remember. Maybe it was after off air, but 
they they were like, what are you doing Sunday or Saturday? I'm like, I'm fucking nothing. They're like, let's go to the driving range. Oh, no, no, it was Dane. Dane's like, hey, that's right. It was Dane's idea. So me, Dane, Daniel, Kylie went to the driving range. Uh, I have my own clubs. Dane got his own clubs. Uh, Dane and Daniel used, we just shared each other's clubs and stuff. I have my old clubs that my dad gave me uh, around Father's Day. I know I spoke about that on here. Um, warmed my heart to use those. I got obsessed with golf clothing. <laughs> I showed up with a fucking, I was actually wearing a golf shirt and then some pants, golf pants. And I even brought golf shoes. Now I don't know if you're supposed to wear golf shoes at a driving range. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Cause you're not really walking on greens or anything. You're just on some like turf, but to simulate the possibility that I'll need to be comfortable in those shoes and walk around in them. This is just what I'm describing to myself to like explain my own embarrassment about it. I got golf shoes. I wore golf shoes there. It was, I don't know, not embarrassing, but I knew it might not be what you're supposed to do. It was kind of like showing up to like, I don't know. What's the equipment? What could I compare it to? I don't do anything that has. So basically uh, it was the spirit of bad etiquette itself. The podcast. The reason I named it is a bad etiquette. I was obsessed with having good etiquette no matter where I went. Bowling alley, driving range, skate park, shooting range, wherever. Um, You know, uh, restaurant, meeting people, uh, jujitsu gym, regular lifting gym. I don't want to leave my rates, weights unracked. I don't want to, uh, step on the mats with shoes on in a jujitsu gym. I don't want to step on like something. I don't know. So I, I was just obsessed with knowing what to do before I got somewhere. So I didn't look like a fool or make a fool of myself, but I was with my friends. I was with Daniel and Dane and Kylie, you know, three of my absolute closest friends. I'm fucking one of them, you know, and Kylie was there too. So that's, you know, how awesome is that? So, (laughs) um, I don't want to forget about my coffee again went there. I hit so many goddamn golf balls. I hit so many fucking, I got, I bought two buckets of first of all, let me, let me start further, a little further back. Stop talking about myself here a little. Um, we showed up, uh, I approached the shack where these two ladies were sitting inside. Like, uh, it kind of reminds me of Nate Eller's bedroom. He lives like an old shack, like a, like a tool shed, like a indoor furnished tool shed. That's what it was. There's like a fridge and like a computer, like maybe a security camera or something like that. And like, they're watching TV, they're on their phones doing TikToks or whatever dumb bitches do these days. And I said, I walked up to him and this has been probably the most helpful or maybe not most helpful. What am I trying to say here? This has been my strategy, no matter where I go is just be completely upfront and honest with the employee or patron, like whomever it is, whether it's coffee shop, 
uh, guns, gun, guns and ammo store, a skate shop, a driving range. Just walk and be like, walk up and be like, this is what I told her. I was like, Hey, uh, I've never golfed here before. Um, I was kind of, I'm just wondering what I should, what to do and how to go about it and such, you know, like, Hey, I've never been here. I've never been to a driving range. Uh, they said, Oh, okay. Well, um, it's this much for this many balls. And do you want to rent a club? And I go, Oh no, I have my own clubs. And I go, okay, well, uh, you, you take that bucket and go get the balls there. And then would you like a beer? And I go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> would you like a beer? And what you, <laughs> I know how I know that golf and booze and drugs are so entwined. And I know that because of memes, because for those of you who are close listeners to the podcast, my bad listeners, <laughs> memes is how you find out about the real culture of places and things. Um, at least the colloquial culture, you know, the funny stuff. And I knew beer was a part of it. I didn't know they sold beer at driving ranges. Is there anything better than just going to a driving range with three of your best buds, you know, not Garrett this time, sorry. He'll be there next time, I hope. And just fucking getting drunk and hitting golf balls. Now, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to hit a golf ball very well. I don't know how to hit a golf ball more than two times in a row. I, it took literally when, okay. When you buy a bucket of balls, like 150 balls, 155 balls for $17, you know, I heard that's kind of a lot, but whatever. I'm, I, I am saying this with Sean Felix in mind. Shout out to my boy. Um, I don't fucking, I don't know how many balls you think you could hit in a row, but you got to think it took 155 balls plus some of Dane or Daniel's balls that they bought just for me to hit multiple balls in a row. I fucking like hit some of the worst goddamn golf ball shots. You have an idea of how well you're going to do at something like any competitive person does any normal person with a spine or a, you know, fucking genitalia and a sex drive has an idea of how they're going to do it. Something like I've never done anything and then thought I'm going to be bad at it for hours. I've always, always, no matter what it is, even if it's something I didn't want to do, I've always done something and went, okay, I guess I'm going to go in. I'm going to be a prodigy. I'm going to fucking blow everyone's mind. I'm going to impress myself and I'm going to fucking show them what I got, you know, skateboarding, golf, shooting guns. I've always been good, a good shot. So I don't know about that. That's one thing I think if, if I could say I'm a prodigy at anything, it's target shooting, but I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> Podcasting, stand up, every drawing, fucking making coffee, like everything I've ever done, I assumed I was going to be great at. I don't know why. I think maybe because I grew up with a dad in the household and a mom at the same time. I think that's why. Um, you know? I have, I, I think that's why I showed up. I sucked for maybe an hour or two. 
And then towards the end, I was hitting piss missiles. They were all shanking to the right, but they were just fucking, I was going full aggro. I know you're not supposed to hit it like a baseball, but everyone in my family played baseball. I just got done obsessing over the Lenny Dykstra memoir and autobiography, whatever the fuck. Um, I'm fucking obsessed with getting on steroids and fucking just smashing something. And as someone who's struggled with anger issues, there's a few images that enter your mind when something frustrates you. And it can be something that's like an emotional frustration, not something tangible, not something you can grab your hands on. But when I think about like the fact that there's some friends I'll never see again. When I think about the fact that I didn't get to grow up with my best friends into adolescence. When I think about that I didn't become a pro skateboarder. When I think about that my parents are never going to get back together. You know, when I think about, when I think about like I fucked up in school I didn't do as good. When I think about the stupid things I've said, put my foot in my mouth. When I think about bombing on stage, doing stand-up. When I think about people that like get an edge over you. When I think about people that have hurt my feelings. I don't think about hitting them with a golf club. I don't think about hitting them with a baseball bat. I don't think about shooting them with a rifle but I do think about fucking whacking a goddamn golf ball into the fucking stratosphere just to get out all of that angst and energy and aggression. I do think about whacking a fucking dinger of a baseball into the fucking upper deck. I do think about fucking blasting a target or a gas tank and blowing it up and just like just for some sort of phenomenal emotional release just some aggression to be let out and i will say that jujitsu provides a lot of this because there's so much mental fatigue and physical fatigue and adrenaline and you, you put so much of it into it uh i used to i used to leave jujitsu in tears i would drive home crying all the time, all the fucking time. (sighs) That's what I did at the end of the driving range. But I was also so fucking drunk at this point that I was not like walking to grab a ball to put it on the rubber tee was touch and go. I was going to stumble into the fence. I I don't know how I got so drunk. I think maybe I had a drink on the way there. I had three IPA beers there. And then I came home and had scotch, I think maybe tequila. I don't remember. I got so fucking drunk, um, that I fucking hurled all of my being into these golf balls. I hit them as far as I could possibly hit them as hard as I could possibly hit them. I thought I broke my middle finger. I literally thought I fucking hurt my goddamn hand. And then who was it? I think 
God, who who was it? Might have been Sean. Might have been Sean Felix. Might have been my friend. Uh, might have been him. Might have been someone else. But I was telling him about this because he's obsessed with golf and he's a fucking good golfer. He's probably someone who's actually as good at something the first time around that I thought I'd be. He's saying like he's Googling hand injuries and like one of the number like top reasons for hand injuries is golfing. Who ever thought you'd hurt your fingers or hands golfing? But let's be honest. When I'm throwing my fucking dumb gorilla hands into a ball and then missing and skimming the ground and it's ding and and all the fucking energy is reverberating up this iron rod into my hands, into my bones and joints and it's shivering my back my spinal columns being zing zang and zoomed and my fucking knuckles are cracking. It does make sense. It does make sense that I might hurt my middle finger and I had to go into the gym like to roll. I had to go to jujitsu with like finger tape around my fingers. It looked like I actually knew what I was doing in jujitsu because I was dressed in the part. It was quite interesting, but yeah, it took a while for that finger to feel better. I'm not going to lie to you. Dude, I was, I, I sucked. I fucking sucked so bad. I did not think I was going to suck hitting golf balls. I hit some golf balls, uh, with Thomas Edward Jordan, my boy, uh, a couple months ago, a couple, like we were like, it was like deep in the middle of pandemic. I drove out to this, a uh, closed abandoned golf course that had no sign of ever being a golf course ever again. And we just sat in the parking lot got a little dirt man, put some tees in it. And I fucking hit some, I hit one ball. There was one shot. I remember hitting it so far and so high. I thought, Oh, I'm going to break records with this fucking swing. Like I'm going to be so good at golfing. Uh, this is definitely what I'm going to do. You know, there was a couple that like hooked or shanked to the right and shit, but there's one and I hit it. There's no, no better feeling no better feeling. I say that about everything, but this is one of those things. When I say there's no better feeling, I mean in that moment, that's the best possible thing you could be doing. That's all. Obviously, you know, fucking and coming at one point is going to be a better feeling than landing a trick on a skateboard, than doing getting a submission or you know, passing someone's guard in jiu-jitsu or sinking the eight ball or hitting a home run or you know, hitting a target at fucking 500 yards or God knows what, you know, things like that. No greater feeling, just like precision, mental accuracy, achievement, flow state, endorphins, serotonin. I'm looking at the driving range through my fucking living room window as I say this. And all I'm thinking about is driving right over there and whacking a few. God damn it. I think I might. I think I might fucking do that. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. I've had some bad ideas, but this is not one of them. <sighs> yeah. There's my driving range story. It wasn't much of a story, but. Oh, uh, Daniel Bax is a really good golfer. He was hitting these chip shots with his wedge like really well. He was like chipping them very nicely. Dane, uh, I don't remember how well he did. I must have got drunk uh, right around every time I looked at him golfing. Uh, I don't know if Dane was bad or good. Uh, Sorry about that, Dane.
Daniel is pretty good. But I was so hellbent and so determined. Mind you, before I go any further, uh, I, w- I don't know what I'm doing when I... So I tried to show Kylie how to like hold the club and like hit balls. And I just got frustrated because she wasn't doing what I was telling her to do. But I also didn't know how to explain to her how to do it. So like... I'm not good enough to explain what to do or how to do it yet. So I didn't help her at all. And then she got frustrated, you know, cause she, and she's like, I'm not fucking do it. And I'm like, okay, eventually we, we had a couple more beers or whatever. And then the man in the fucking lane next to us golfing, he was actually hitting golf balls, like a experienced golfer. And she asked him, I think if she would, if he could help her. And I was like two lanes over at this point with Daniel and Dane hitting their golf balls. Cause I'd already missed all of mine. And I look at him and I go, I just like give him like a fucking cross-eyed drunken thumbs up. Like, please do it and turn around. And he did and helped her. And I was just like, thank God, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was staring at her ass the entire time, but I, I was, fucking I could not do both you know what I mean maybe that's why but yeah I I just ended up being so determined and being so competitive with all my friends being there to hit these golf balls and I did hit a few pretty fucking high and far and wide and god damn it it felt so fucking good I really want to go do that right now what time is it I still got a little bit of podcast left. Don't worry, folks. Um, I got one little more thing. I write a bunch of things down and I never really get to them. Uh, and that's fine. It's because I talk over myself so much. Kind of stammer. I get. I like step on my own words and stories. That's why I like communicating with someone else. There's an ebb and flow. Bring some rhythm and direction to a conversation. Not just some ignorant cunt monologue. I have to piss again. God damn it. I don't remember ever having to piss this band or this many times during the peak of the podcast when I was having uh, consistent guests, but I also don't remember a lot of things like the whole driving range night, kind of spotty. Um, Got to write the name of the episode, Vice Signaling Down. Otherwise, if I forget it, I'll be mad when I'm listening back to this going, what the fuck was it? And I'm skipping around my shitty stories. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're listening to this, we have Kill Bill Volume 1 Fight Companion and Kill Bill Volume 2 Fight Companion available now. It's... Yeah. Oh, it's it's commentary about the movies, but it's also just me and my friends kicking it in their apartment, talking shit, smoking weed, drinking beers, enjoying a cigar, uh, fucking eating pizza, and just talking about shit. It's it's real casual. It's real fun. It's real cool. It gets deep and weird and fun, and I, I highly recommend those episodes if you have the time. I know it's. I know it's hard to listen to something with about us. I know it's hard to listen to some commentary about a movie that came out 16, 17 years ago, but 
to me, it was worth it. It was worth it to do it. I had a lot of fun. It's literally the reason I started the podcast. It was an excuse to hang out with my friends and just talk shit. And that's what it was. And that's what we did for both movies on, you know, there's a week or two separated the recordings and it was so much fun. Ah, Fuck. I left my Kill Bill DVD over there. God damn it. Anyways, is someone fucking hitting shit? Anyways, um, I got to piss. I'll be right back. Uh, Oh, battery's running low. Better wrap this shit up pretty soon here. Um, uh, just to circle back on the reason I had had so much sugar lately, I went to a candy store called Miner's Diner. It's a diner slash candy store in this beautiful, beautiful mountain town in San Diego County. Actually, it might've been Kiyomaka County now. I, I, don't, I don't actually know. Um, but yeah, yeah, called Julian. Julian, California. Just like it sounds, just like the name J-U-L-I-A-N. It was so beautiful. I went, I took Kylie on a date up there. She actually took me. She drove. Uh, I don't like driving places in her car. Like if we took my car, I would have drove, but I also wanted it to be a surprise to like what, what we were doing, where we were going. So I just told her to dress warm and here we go. Gave her directions off my phone, turned Siri's voice off. So only I could see the directions, told her where we're going. She figured on the long, along the way that we were going to Julian, but, uh, I just want to give a shout out to my good friend Will for giving me the suggestion of going to Julian on a date because I had been planning this nice date for Kylie and then that's what she had asked for Christmas and I really wanted to deliver and it did take uh, about a month <laughs> but I we finally got a, a day off at the same time and drove up there and it was so beautiful. Awesome mountain town. Literally drove by so many cool farms and ranches and like there's this fucking academy out there called San Pasqual Academy. Um, it's literally in like for it's like a orphanage boarding school. It is so weird. It sounds like something out of a movie or a book. It's just this beautiful fucking campus tucked in behind a bunch of like orange tree groves and like crops and stuff. And it's just like homeless kids and at risk youth without parents and emancipated minors and shit. Like just live out there and just fucking go to school there. So fucking weird, man. I have no idea. Like, I am so thankful I grew up with a family and a household and a neighborhood and went to schools with my friends and everything. But if that wasn't the case, I got to tell you, and maybe this is just me like speaking out of my ass from a point of privilege. I would fucking love to have gone to something like that. It sounds so cool. And I don't mean it sounds cool like, oh, must be a party every day. It must be fucking skatetopia over there. Must be fucking anarchist wasteland utopia. It literally just sounds like so romantic in this really like military school kind of way. God, there is there a fucking book about like boarding school or orphans where like, they have to grow up together. I don't know. It reminds me of taps kind of, I don't know. 
just to be on your own away from your parents because they don't exist. Sorry. Um, and just to grow up around people like that and go to school is just so interesting to me. I want to go visit. I want to go see like, do you guys need a janitor? Do you need like, you know, on-site counselor? Like, what do you guys, you know, need a skateboard coach? Need someone to coat, uh, teach them how to <laughs> their golf swing, get their golf swing better. <laughs> um, fucking, I don't know. Anyways. So yeah, we drove, we drove up to Julie and we're passing like these apple, uh, these hard cider tasting rooms and shit. The entire and then we get to this town. It's this cute little fucking town. We literally park in front of the local cemetery. And across the street is this beer company that has like food. And it turns out this is like a regular tourist attraction. I thought, I thought when Will suggested this shit to me, that we were just going to go to some random small town that no one ever visits. And they just happen to have a, a pie bake like a bakery that makes pies there i had no idea this is like one of like the tourist attractions of the county we go there a bunch of fucking hipsters and shit there a bunch of young you know younger kids there's fucking uh not a person of color in sight so that was kind of you know weird but it was you know it's like one of those like oh do you want to go up to the mountains where there's snow and there's pie and beer and hard cider it's like the most white people activity you could fucking think of but i we did it and holy shit it was so nice it, i also love any excuse to dress in a bunch of fucking layers when it's cold like i love being cold i don't know why like i'm secretly in love with being cold i got to wear thermals that are in my pants and wore my thick socks and I need to get boots. I still wear skate shoes everywhere. It's a fucking miserable idea when you're cold. I need boots, but the, uh, in the future, maybe, hopefully. Um, yeah, and fucking, I wore a long sleeve and then a shirt over that and a flannel and then my big jacket and a scarf and then my beanie and then I had a one of those gator face masks, you know, like the, like the Trump supporters wear. It was all camo and shit. My brother got it for me. I fucking love it. It's like, it's like a multi-cam camo, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, dude, it was fucking so nice, so cold and crisp walked around this beautiful town got candy got i had i i went to this one place finally called miner's diner and went into the i know i'm totally blowing up this spot but it's really already blown up everyone's already fucking going there anyways but if you guys have the chance you should totally go there so we go down to this place called miner's diner and it's there's no seating inside there like although i will tell you just between us girls there were a couple places that were saying fuck the law and fuck you newsome you fucking commie bitch and they there was definitely some indoor dining going on in there a couple places kylie wasn't comfortable with it and i respected that and i went all right we don't have to eat there that's fine we're just gonna have to eat in the car <laughs> so we ended up doing that we ended up getting food from this place uh julian beer co julian beer company really cool place really cool employees and honestly like the dude there's this one dude there his only job was just like serving people beer like people were waiting in line to take their order at the register there's a menu written in chalk and it just just like you know barbecue you know a modern american uh american modern food just like that whatever you call it 
there's this one guy who just stood in line and even Kylie's like, God, I would fucking love to have that job. You know, sounds like the best job ever. Just stand there, serve people beer, you know, don't have to make drinks. Don't have to be like a cocktail artist. Don't have to be a mixologist just to fucking get a fucking tap in a glass or a cup. Here you go. Here's your fucking beer. There's 17 beers. It'll be easy to choose from. So good. I had a porter. I asked the guy, I was like, uh, I, I, I listen. Here's another thing I love doing whenever I go places that, uh, I don't understand like the regular way to do things or like, you know, how people do things around here. Um, I asked him, I was like, what, Hey, Hey man, uh, what kind of beer are you like? Which one's you like? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I like them all kind of, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like that's cool. Uh, then he said one or two that were kind of popular. And I like looked at those and I was like, Ugh, I do not want those. Kylie got this one fucking now what'd she get? I'm lying to you. She didn't get one from there. We had, uh, some fucking cocktails and bought along the way. One of those canned cocktails, cut water. That's right. But I bought a beer, had a porter, Thurston, thirsty Thurston's is what it was called. That's what I had. And I asked him, I was like, hey, uh, what do you think about that porter? He's like, uh, honestly, I don't like that. I'm not into it. I don't like porters. And I went, oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try it anyway. Cause like, that was like, it was like, I knew I wanted it and he didn't have to sell me on it. So I was like, I'm going to try it. Also, this guy seemed like a stoner surfboarder surfer. Did I say surfboarder? Sorry. Stoner snowboarder surfer type dude. And I knew that we weren't like going to mesh as friends real well. I'm just not that kind of person, but <clears throat> I knew he was like living his like out cold fantasy living there. And I was just like fucking, you know. Maybe he knows what's up. But yeah, I uh, went to this fucking place, Miner's Diner, finally went down. They have a basement candy store that's like a old gold mine stylized like one. You get a bucket and there's just all these buckets of candy and you just, you have your own bucket and you just fill, fill it with handfuls of all this old candy. I got the most fucking old white man candy ever. I got $30 worth of like, Chico sticks and bit of honeys and cow tails and slow rides and fucking what was another one I got. There's another annoying, like most of this candy fucking sucked, but we got taffy and just so much. Oh, so good. I got Abba Zabba's just like the most old white guy, dad candy ever. You know what I bought that I never had. I just was feeling, you know, like, oh, this is here, you know, I can try this, this candy bar called a Fifth Avenue. I've known about Fifth Avenues my whole life. I've heard of them. I know they're candy. I've been to a candy store. I've been to the fucking La Placida Market in Napomo. I know what a Fifth Avenue is, but I've never had one, and I bought one, and it was the best fucking candy bar I've had in a long goddamn time. Fifth Avenue and Mars Bars are my favorite candy. Those two could fucking make a child, and then I would fuck that child as a consenting adult once they're grown up. Candy bar, put it in my mouth. You know what I mean? But Jesus Christ, man. So fucking good. Spent $30 on candy. Went to this adorable bookstore. 
dude, what is this used bookstore had used in rare books? And we walk in and it's inside this old house and there's this old like delicate piano music playing on a fucking C it's a CD on like a little, little stereo, little CD stereo. And there's a sign that says, do you like the music you're listening to? You can buy this today. And it has like all like these CDs and like local books on this table. And as soon as we walk in, there's this old ancient man behind the counter, uh, in like another bedroom. Cause it's, it's a house. It's like a house, a little, little bungalow type house retrofitted as a retrofitted fucking yeah. Retrofitted as a bookstore. And he's like, have you ever been here before? And we're like, no, it's our first time. It's your first time visiting here. Yeah. And he explains, he's like, we got the, this section here, this section there, I have three bedrooms there. And he's just like, if you need anything, let me know if you're looking for a book. And, and it was just like so charming and so nice and so cool. And it smelled like old books, but it was also like super nice and quiet and it was warm inside. Mind you, it was like in like the thirties or forties outside or the, in the temperature was like dropping. So we go into this cozy house after we've had our drinks and food and so nice. Then we went to this beautiful fucking like this like, you know, touristy gift shop, but it just had all kinds of cool shit. You know what I mean? Like the deeper you went into the store, like you found cooler shit. There's like the tacky like wine glass, wine mom bullshit. And there's like you know, the, the, the locally made like barbecue sauces. And then you get even deeper and you go in and there's this big, huge back warehouse. And it's all these like, like garden decorations and benches. And then there was this like little cool section that I would have fucking loved as a kid had all these like old toy guns and like bow and arrows and like cap guns and shit. And then they had these replica rifles, like, um, what do they call them? Fuck. I'm fucking so embarrassed. I can't think of it. Like, uh, what is it called? Uh, I can't think of what it's called. I don't know. Old rifles, old fucking repeater rifles, things like that. Old six guns and fucking Colt 45 replicas and things like that. And just all these fucking super cool guns for sale that were like replicas and they're like from the 1800s you know replicas no background check there that's awesome fucking there was all these rabbit fur skins there's like skinned rabbits uh and had all this variety of furs that down there and i've been looking for like taxidermy or like rabbit fur like or like coyote fur for a lot like hides and stuff you know for like a, a while and i haven't really found any except online and it's just like I don't want to order this and this not be what I think it is or you know so I get to like hold some in person and I was like fuck I finally have some and they're super affordable and I was like I don't even know what I want to do with this part of me just wanted to buy it just to say fuck you look vegans I got a rabbit fur you bitch what are you gonna do about it go cry in your soy soup cunt but you know I I, I didn't because I was like I, I'd rather save money than do that I'm much more shysty than I am cunty so that was fun I went and I didn't get a whole pie because I had spent a lot of money that day and I was like okay um <laughs> I can't afford a whole pie but I can't afford a slice of pie and Kylie she's gluten-free she has a gluten allergy she's not eating pie so whatever I was just gonna have pie by myself so I went into mom's pie company and you know you're getting a good pie when the kid who takes your order is a fat fuck he didn't give a shit about my diet or any diet ever. He was classic fat kid, took my order. I fucking love this guy. It, it, you go into these towns that are like in the 
fucking hills of California or like deep inland. And they just live like it's the mid 2000s there. It's really fucking cool. It was just like, ah, this kid doesn't give a shit about fucking keto or anything. Just a normal goddamn kid, you know, 16, 19, 20, whatever. Like, you know, he doesn't give a shit about anything except like smoking weed, drinking beer, playing Xbox, and helping his mom sell pies, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I'm just making, I'm just, you know, projecting all this shit onto him. But you know, you can, you know, you trust a place where you get food when the person taking your order is a fat person. That's the best sign. It's like, this is going to be some good shit. So I got this apple boysenberry flaky crust slice of pie. I just ate it what, last night or the night before, but holy shit. It was so fucking good. They don't make pie like that around here. This entire town's economy runs on tourists buying hard cider, beer, apple pies, and pickles. I'm not kidding you. There was pickles on sale at Miner's Diner in a jar. There was pickles. Like, they fucking pickle things. They make their own goddamn pickles. They grow them. They make them. They fucking have local pickles. If you bring a fucking dill Vlasic bullshit into that town, they're going to lynch you, and they're going to bury you in an unmarked grave in the fucking cemetery we parked in front of, bitch, okay? There's no fucking way they're going to tolerate that shit. If you, get one of the, if you get one of those claim jumper pies and bring it in, they're going to fucking kick you out of the town, and they're going to fucking send you into a goddamn part of the San Pasquale Academy for orphans, and they're going to lock your ass up into the fucking academy and they're going to retrain you on how to have some fucking manners. You're going to be buried under the school in the fucking orange groves and shit. It's the Bad Etiquette Podcast. Where the fuck are you? Bad Etiquette.